To our listeners from across all regions of the planet, welcome once again aboard the Robin Hood, flagship to the world's one and only cooperatively inspired charity podcast network, WPRPN. Live streaming today from just off the shores of South Korea's Looks like those go pills will be keeping at least a few restless Yankee flyboys thundering across our speed demon skies just a little while longer peninsula. You're listening to episode 113 of Pirate Radio Podcasts. I'm your host as always, the ship's chief communications officer, Jaffe Ryder. Capping off our June 2018 schedule, this week's summer solstice guest is none other than British digital artist, animator, filmmaker, musician, activist, shaman, seeker, avid amateur scientist, astrologer, and metaphysicist, L. Zombie. Streaming to us here on the other side of the world, via his half-Faraday Wi-Fi cage, half-Orwellian Panopticon UK-based Victory Mansion, Al takes us on a wildly unforgettable ride via his rapid-fire, Tommy-gun-style stream of consciousness delivery. Animated, impassioned, and bluntly opinionated, the show proceeds at such breakneck speed Listeners may at times find it hard even to catch their breath. So prepare yourself as we leapfrog from one pressing item to the next, including Stephen Hawking, the UK under Sharia, advertising as negative shamanism, UFOlogy, Trump, Freemasonry, World Zionism, and Minds.com. Well, we finally made it. Uh, we managed to hook up with Al Zombie all the way out of, not sure if it's quite London or Birmingham, England, one or the other, but we have connected here <laughs> and we are managing to put together this pre-recorded episode of Pirate Radio Podcast, show number 113. Uh, it's been a bit of an ordeal, but... It looks like we've got things rolling along here relatively smoothly on Discord, Mr. Al Zombie. Looks like it. So is it London then or Birmingham? Which one are we looking at there? So, um, yeah. Birmingham at the moment, or I'm in Birmingham at the moment. Oh, okay, because your minds profiled has you as Birmingham, but then I think there's other information that indicated to us that it might be 
uh, London itself, <laughs> South London. Oh, really? Well, it's, it's my phone network. My free phone network, for some reason, tells London, and I have no way of changing it, so I don't care, really. That's, that helps me with a degree of anonymity. If the, if the state are always looking for me in London, I'll, I'm quite happy with that, anyway. So, um, Birmingham, born and bred, and yeah. I was just surfing the latest news via Minds.com, as a matter of fact, and came across mm-hmm. a report stating that there's been another bombing, uh, surprise, surprise, in the south part of London. Have you been uh, following that, or did you hear the reports? Uh, when when was that report from? Was it uh, in the last couple of days or just, or so? Just today, I believe. Oh, really? I, say I, haven't, I haven't really checked the news today. All I've done is get up and... Um, talk to you really and try and get this all set up but i mean i wouldn't surprise me i mean i don't know what the circumstances of anything but i mean whether it's a false flag or not i mean who knows there's a lot of um uh, agendas being pushed at the moment and you know um, the elites or the powers that be want want things a certain way so that you know it could be a, a false flag for all i know i haven't checked the circumstances of it yet though so i mean you could fill me in on some of the details if you like i don't mind or I'm in the London group right now via Minds.com, and uh, according to what's been posted here, courtesy of Facebook Flux, breaking explosion at Southgate Tube Station in London sparks major police response. There we go. So that's June 19th is what it looks like. Uh, right. I, I, th- I, I, I think it was uh, – I don't think they were saying it was anything terrorist-related or anything like that. I think I, th- I just – all I heard when it first came out, I think, from that incident, was just um, an explosion in a tube, and they didn't have any information about what caused it or anything like that. Well, they weren't saying it was a terrorist-related anyway, as far as I saw a few days ago, but um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what the article's saying now. Or, as far as I gathered, uh, it was just an explosion in a tube station, but it could have been anything. Uh, you know, I mean, pavements explode in London all the time from like gas and things like that. You know, this, who knows? I mean, it could have been a false flag. I'd have to look at it. I wouldn't be able to hazard a guess at it, really. I'd have to look at the article. I'm not aware of any of the circumstances around it yet, or I haven't investigated that yet myself. People in the area have reported being told to stay inside restaurants and shops as officers investigate. So we'll leave that aside for the moment. Yeah. Apparently nothing major as far as any great loss of life or anything like that. But it sounds like you're a bit of a night owl then, I guess. It's uh, almost 9 p.m. here in Korea, which would make it about 1 p.m. in London, uh, I believe, the general yeah. UK yeah. region. Have you been gigging? You're a musician, of course. You spend a lot of time out in the clubs and whatnot. I imagine uh, performing and so forth. Were you, uh, <laughs> well, not as, as much time as I'd like, but um, yes, uh, I do like to say do a few, a few mixes and a few um, gigs and stuff like that. And so I used to have a punk band last year and everything, but that sort of fizzled out a bit. And with some of the members just at university miles and miles away so it's just um, but we might get something going again so i just thought that after that sort of fell apart and back to my electronic music i've always been doing the, the film stuff and everything like that as well so um, you know that's always been a constant whether it's been my own band of sort of consciousness documentaries youtube or animations and things like that always creative side no matter what so um I say, yeah, usually I'm a night owl. Usually I'd stay up until, you know, 5 or 6 a.m. in the morning or 
here and try and catch America, you see, and um, just try and catch a lot of contacts I have in America. We're all over the place, really. And Corp Rats, I guess, is the name of the group that you had put together, it looks like, from the sounds of things. I was sampling uh, and checking out a couple of the cuts that you have uploaded to YouTube. Speaking of which, you've got a pretty decent YouTube channel that is very much underappreciated by the wider uh, YouTube world, unfortunately. And that's one of the things that we're in place for. Essential to our mandate is the focus on promoting grassroots artistry, uh, talent, and uh, intellects such as yourself. Well, I say I, I appreciate what you say. I appreciate that. See, I mean, I, get, I do get sent on YouTube, and I mean, I offered to um, monetize my channel for like, I only monetized it like last year or something like that didn't want to take any money information i was putting out there i just didn't really so i just put my films like population reduction like a 10 year old version out there that's only and then the, the youtube i think it was bought by verts on all my I have a choice and i wasn't making any money for them so my channel wasn't monetized for like 10 years and then they were making money off all of my uh, videos and stuff like that i had some animation i've taken that and now there was an animation called the secret life of Stephen Hawking, which I'm sure he saw as well before he died, and he, he, I'm sure he liked it. I've made it private on my channel at the moment just because um, it, he just died, you know, he just recently died, and I just thought I just wanted to just, I don't know, have a moment to myself and not have anybody view it like I was trying to make money from it or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, yeah, Stephen Hawking, uh, uh, I'm sure he'd seen it, and it's a comedy animation. It was a comment on, there's not so much him as a person, but as a science being a tool for the industrial military complex. And say, like my, say my mother always used to say, you should go and be a scientist. And I'd say, well, I know that, you know, if any science I'd use would potentially be um, used for military purposes before anything, you know, what, you know, any great idea or anything like that. So I just thought I'd go and concentrate on my art and everything like that. I mean, I did have, you know, I've got science, GCSEs and stuff like that, you know, I was in the top sets and stuff. So I've always had an understanding of science and a follower of science and things like that and astronomy and everything like that sort of thing as well, as well as the arts. So, yeah, um, I might make that video available to the public again, the Stephen Hawking one. I say it is on one of my Facebooks somewhere, I think. But, yeah, I've got, I've been, I, I took that down just recently because of uh, Hawking's death. But I've actually been censored by YouTube a few of my videos, population reduction or a video called Hitler on Ice that I had to put up in parts, which is a comment just on where the system was going, where the world was going with the wars and like the puppet presidents and things like that. I think it was Obama at the time with the film I made called Hitler on Ice, who I was concentrating on, just trying to show that he was a puppet as much as the Bushes and, and all that, you know, going back to the fascist Nazi element of after. World War Two that took over America after paperclip and things like that, you know, like the continuation of it, where we're seeing the, you know, the summation of a of events now with Trump almost lauding his fascism. You know, he's going to build his space platform where he can fire directed energy weapons at people with RFID chips or or whatever it whatever it goes to, where you know, whatever twisted system it turns out to be, you know, like we're all monitored twenty four hours a day and, and everything like that. So who knows what his mad plan is to to do with his space corps. I mean I was on Twitter the other day, I was uh, my Twitter is Al Zombie three thousand and I was um, I've just concentrated on Trump really the last 
all my tweets. Since I became president, I've concentrated on Trump. And I think he had a go at me the other day. I think he had a go at me and tried to infer that I was in MS-13 or whatever. I told him to get lost and he was a fake gangster. But um, I try and annoy him and call him a fascist and call him out as much as possible. I was tweet- I tweeted Pence and uh, Sessions the other day about the child separation policy, the immigration policy, and everything like that. Just a, an article from a Christian website, I think, just basically calling them out, calling Sessions out about, um, over his policies of uh, child separation and everything like that. Um, but yeah, that's how I get censored a lot. Like, my YouTube channel gets censored. Um, they just put a... I'm just blocked, actually. I'm banned from making a live stream for 90 days or something and that was over a video about the prison industrial complex like um it was about some video from atlantic they did me from a copyright strike well they gave me a strike and usually when you get a copyright strike the video isn't removed at all but it's like it was removed from the channel or atlantic would take the money from it like they'd allow me to have it on my youtube but then they take the money from it but atlantic i found with a couple of video clips they've just taken the video away altogether so that was one of the videos the prison industrial complex um prison slavery video but there was another video um i think it's on my bit video website it's kind of like the alternative to youtube that's from buzz aldrin and that's a buzz aldrin and ufo video and that's a, about a three minute clip where buzz aldrin references aliens when on the fl- on his flight to the moon and that clip is taken off YouTube by Atlantic. And that, so that's uh, whoever this company are, Atlantic, they really do like to control every last second of their footage, anyway, oh, their yeah. video footage. And- well, Sony is really bad, too. We'll come back to that in a second, if you like, uh, the whole Alphillion and the whole Bob Dylan angle, how we had... Uh, <laughs> one or two of our videos not just completely demonetized when that was still even an issue but uh, uh blocked worldwide so but before we get too carried away what i want to say here and i think what some of the listeners are really asking themselves and wondering is if we could just back up a little bit who yeah. is al zombie exactly it seems you're something of a renaissance <laughs> man of course with all sorts of different uh fields of interests and pursuits as well from shamanism to you know metaphysics music of course and uh, so on and so forth the way that you've uh, pursued your endeavors here online through youtube and the like but who is el zombie and how did you come up with that nickname what's that all about that handle quite hard to talk about myself really but um i mean i'm an artist i'm a musician i'm a scientist i'm a, a humanist a shaman I don't really know what to say, really. Um, I'm just trying to think. I went, well, I went, I'm, I'm partially sighted, and I've got epilepsy as well, so that's, I've sort of been struggling all my life, really. From, you know, I used to sit at the front of the class to read the blackboard, and then I had to stand up and stand next to the blackboard to see the blackboard. So it's everything's hard work, really. Um, I mean, I went to university. I did a, a, a degree in, well, not advertising, a degree in moving image and animation which was good i mean i passed i got a like a 2-2 and stuff like that which is it's a pass i got i've got a degree anyway but i mean like I, I didn't at the time i mean i was using i was a barman as well while i was at union over the course of my degree course and being a barman they, there was a couple of elements that were interlinked like that i wasn't really comfortable with like um advertising for example like one of my, my boss behind the bar told me taught me the magician's nod um, which is uh, basically to upsell 
they had to upsell products. Like if you're behind the bar and you ask somebody if they want a double and you nod while you ask them if they want a double, then they'll start nodding subliminally. You see, they'll start, they'll take it in. I felt uncomfortable with that. And then also within the um, degree side of things, doing a sort of moving image and advertising, you know, they wanted me to go into advertising. So they wanted me to sell things to people. And in my opinion, yeah, advertising is negative shamanism. You know, it's taking away, it's trying to uh, influence people. And, you know, people aren't aware, they really aren't aware of how much they take in from anything like peripheral vision. You know, you could see a Coca-Cola advert, and although you don't read the words Coca-Cola out loud, your brain is telling you Coca-Cola, even if it's just a glimpse in your peripheral vision, you know. And advertisers know this, and people at Jingles know this. They, you know, turn the adverts up. I used to turn the adverts up between programs and things like that, and, you know, different colours have different effects. And so all of these sort of things, you know, made me sort of not want to go into the advertising thing almost and almost wanted me to go into, well, just to use my own creation, to use my power to create and to inform people, you know, to try and wake people up rather than to sell them things, you know, whether it be booze behind the bar or whatever idea any corporation wanted me to sell to people, you know, like I wanted to free people from it almost, from mental slavery, from the, the need for consumerism and things like that as well and um, I mean I used to give a lot of my music away or I gave lots of it away and you know, I'd c- carry on doing that and stuff uh, and everything I'd, I'd carry on giving it away for free but so just over the last few years with the Tories here who are the Nazi party of the UK they're the aristocracy they're here to protect the status quo and the queen and everything like that they've been culling disabled people and so like, I've been pretty lucky not to be on the list really well, I am on the list. They've tried to take me out of the game at least four times in the last few years for, through austerity alone, and that was just through taking away, say, disability benefits and things like that from, from me. Um, you know, leaving me without money for sort of six weeks at a time and stuff like that, and, you know, that's enough to kill people. And they've killed 200,000 disabled people in the UK so far. But I'd say that's all for the Vatican and, the, you know, the, the New World Order, and they're, they're carrying on. And, so I went to uni and after left uni, I just wanted to, uh, so I was a barman for a few years after that. And then I went and just did my music and everything. And I worked for Birmingham City Council for a bit. I was a tutor for disabled people. And I, um, I was making digital CVs for disabled people. So uh, instead of them relying on just paper CVs to talk to companies or to interact with the community, it was sort of like an idea to... Um, put them on video and to, so they could show their skills. It was like in this government sanctioned area where you know, they had lots of different aspects like an office area, a kitchen, a, a gardening area and they, you know, they circled all of these different areas and got skills in order to prepare them for work. I mean, it was good and I thought it was good work and I did about 30 clients like with different varying disabilities, you know, from in a wheelchair to deaf or to sight problems. So I and made all these digital CVs for Birmingham City Council. But I mean, I think that all, I mean, as much as it was good and as much as friends told me it helped people and things like that, I thought it was a bit Nazi-ish because I think we should all be on universal basic income and things like that. And especially disabled people, we shouldn't be, you know, granted they, they might want to work, you know, in society, but I don't think we should be sending them all to a, a place. It just seemed to be Nazi and it's a bit fascist, almost like forced labour, you know, like there was some 
element where you know some of the disabled people were just counting bags of screws and stuff like that for industries, you know, factories and stuff like that, and just putting them into bags all day. And as well, I could say, well, you know, they're useful, and they said there's a social element to it there. You know, them all being together. You know, I'd say just giving them enough money to get out in the world and not worry is probably more of a social would be more of a social help rather than to just I don't know exploit them further. You know, in a world that really doesn't care because. I mean, from my experience as a disabled person, or just as a person, people don't really care about each other in the world. Well, some people do, you know, I'm not going to discount everybody, but a lot of the, so we say sheeple, I don't like to use words like that really, but you know, a lot of the unaware or the unawake, the day walkers, <laughs> the nine to five zombie vampires. Uh, I mean, that's probably where my name came from, really. Al Zombie, like, I wanted, it was a, a tongue-in-cheek, I think, almost, um, mocking the rest of society. Like, well, I am a zombie, you know? Like, we're all zombies. We're all unaware, really. We're all unaware of, of everything we do, of, of everything, of how we affect other people, of what, what reality is, you know, what is reality. We're all really aware, unaware, sorry, of, of how things really are, you know? And I think the biggest problem in the world is a perception problem like everything is going on outside external to us you know, we put labels on the external things that are all to do with us they're all inside us so we'll put labels on things to do with our experiences or our prejudices and you know and all of that is an illusion it's all an illusion what science says we if you break things down to the elemental if we go to the the Planck scale and the etheric scale there is literally no separation between anything, between you and the stars, between you and far, far off galaxies, between you and other people. Um, the heart's magnetic field can extend to 20 feet, 12 feet to 20 feet from the body, you know, and emotions and all this is information, all these frequencies are all emotion, you know, they can all be passed on, all this information is passed on to everybody you meet all the time. And, you know, and this is how society is set up. Society is set up to almost take you out of that reality, of that reality that we are all connected. And it's set up to keep the elites at the top of society in materialism, in you locked into their game of mon the monetary system, buying material things you know, that we don't need, um, consuming. None of those things are really important. You know, the basics, things we don't need. You know, we, you know, we need things like water and air and food and stuff like that and love and compassion and human interaction is really important, you know? But the elite play off all of that, all the controllers of society, the money masters, they control the people quite easily through all of that, you know, and, and many other things through, through the perception problem, making people hate themselves or playing off people's weaknesses in, um, you know, the fashion industry, for example, makes people hate the way they look and um, you know makes you think you, you aren't good enough when everybody's good enough you know and everybody's got infinite potential and everybody's got the power to use their, their, their infinite self to change the world in however they want to you know rather than to wait for somebody to come and show them the way or to give them a job or anything like that I think having a job is probably the most unnatural overrated thing we can possibly undertake on the planet the most unnatural thing wake up at this uh, a certain time and go to bed at a certain time and you know everybody's getting out of bed before nine o'clock you know getting out of bed at eight o'clock and going to work and you know the scientific studies say that getting out of bed before 10 o'clock is torture and so this is the thing you know there are certain times of day 
uh, optimum for human activity. The system is designed to distract us all away from this and take us all out of nature. Like three o'clock in the afternoon is meant to be the optimum time for any human to do anything, really. It's about three or four o'clock in the afternoon. That's like the end of the work day and things like that. And I think we're all just all, it's all just manipulated. I mean, to keep the workers or the lower classes where they are, you know, the elites who never work, you know, they'd probably live more to natural systems and closer to systems because they never, you know, they have to worry about getting out of bed. They never have to worry about having to pay the rent. They never have to worry about feeding themselves or anything like that. The queen, she never, she never seen a fiver. You know, she never has to go into a wallet and say, give a fiver to her butler or anything like that and say, go and get me some bread. She, she, she probably never sees money. You know, this is money is just here. Money is a concept and it's a tool and it's here just to keep the lower classes under control, to pay the, the money's here so the elite can pay the police or their thugs, their Nazi thugs, to keep the people in line, to keep the status quo going as much as, as long as they can. And I don't know if you're still there anymore. <laughs> I've, just, I've just been waffling. I don't even know what I've been waffling about for the last 10 minutes, perception and things like that. Are you there, Jeffrey? Oh, yeah. No, I think it's been more like about 15, actually. So I, I figured I'd just let you, uh, it's your 90 well, minutes thanks. here. So, well, uh, man. I could go on. I could go on. But this is the thing. I mean, like perception, advertising, it's negative shamanism. I mean, so much that we could, from shamanism, like if we took internal path, this is the problem with the, all the stuff that's going on at the moment, fascism and everything like that. Well, the same with Hitler. Like he took, if we talk about swastikas as a symbol, there's a left hand and a right hand swastika and uh, there were symbols of peace and that, that symbol was corrupted by the Nazis and I think they used the right hand turning swastika which is an external, the external world like them changing the world through wars and bombs but that's not the right way because they want to change the external world without having to change themselves first and that would be the left hand swastika which is the internal, internalizing everything until you find enlightenment really and then only once you've found enlightenment then you could possibly try and change the external world like that i'd say like or have an opinion to you know influence somebody else i don't think anybody's got the right to tell anybody else what to do unless they've found what the ancients wanted them to find in themselves first which is what enlightenment or attainment or whatever you want to call it, there's lots of names for it, enlightenment, entertainment, you know, the Kundalini awakening, the inner stargate, some of the Indian traditions talk about. It's magic then, it's um, that inner stargate, that, that's something that the elite could um, use. I think basically confusing us all to believe that everything is material, completely getting rid of the immaterial world. And the immaterial world, um, well, that's the truth really. If you've had a, an enlightenment experience or any sort of spiritual experience, you know, you'll see that you, everything's connected. You'll see that you're, you're, well, you'll feel that you're connected to the stars or people you haven't met, you know, like well, quantum physics, like entanglement, spooky action at a distance and things like that. Phenomena that we probably used to get or be more aware of a few years ago before all the digital tech came out, like telephones, for example, like the old telephones where you used to ring people and then they used to be on already connected to you on the phone, like you were about to ring each other and things like that, like these quantum phenomena things that you know people just discount as coincidences. They're really not. Um, it's had a quantum world spooky action at a distance, like connecting over phone calls 
uh, you know, like crossing lines, thinking about someone that you haven't seen in a while, and then that person turns up in your life or dreaming about them, and then you see them a few days later or anything like that. I mean, this is the thing. We live in a quantum world where it's not, you know, matter isn't really matter. It's not really solid. Everything is talking to each other all the time, every particle, every atom. And the elite will play on this by keeping us all separate through materialism, saying that we're saying that we're not connected. They'd like to show us as many put as many differences on us all as opposed to they never they never talk about our similarities. But you know, we all feel every human being, regardless of your religion or your race on the planet or your sex, we all feel, we all we all have emotions, we all get sad, we all cry, everything, you know? And the elite play on all of this, you know, this separation of us. It's not a true state. It's it's not true at all. They play and manipulate the illusion, like well, like they're doing at the moment, you know, Hegelian dialectic and all that, you know, the elites, whatever they, they do, whatever whatever their game is, whatever, however they try and manipulate us, you know, they'll always get the way, how they want, they'll always get the world the way they want it. You know, because they don't give us, they give us all the options and they control all the outcomes for all the options for the way the world's going to go. Like, like Trump and um, Jerusalem or Trump and everything, you know, like they'll, they'll have people calling for things, for laws and for, you know, people to be locked up in cages like the mass majority of, well, maybe not the mass majority, but a fair whack of people, the fascists in America, you know, calling for kids to be locked up and the border wall to be built and everything like that. And um, they'll get it, the war built or the kids locked up however way they want, you know, because, you know, they'll say, oh, it's Obama and it's Obama's fault and everything like this, and or it was Clinton's fault and all this, and it wasn't in law. They'll blame all the others, uh, you know, Hegelian dialectic, you know, control every side of the argument and do nothing about it still and still get what they want. Like Trump will still get his war. Trump still got all the kids locked up. He's blaming all the Democrats, even though it's this false two-party system. You see, there's probably... Well, there is Freemasons on both sides of it. This is the whole thing with Trump is controlled opposition completely all the way. Um, you know, not only is he related to Clinton, and I say he might be 10th cousin removed or whatever it is, he's related to Hillary Clinton. I think there's an article in the Daily Mail, I think, that as much of a fascist rag the Daily Mail is. So there's an article in, in there about how they're distant cousins or something like that. But it doesn't stop there. I mean, Hillary Clinton and Trump have, have had, you know, the same business addresses they work out of in New York, I think. They have the same agendas, whether they're Republican or Democrat. You know, this is the thing. Hillary Clinton would have bombed Iran. Trump is looking to do the same. Hillary Clinton, you know, Israel, I mean, you know, the only reason, I don't know how anybody can say that Trump is working for the people and isn't controlled opposition if he's still, you know, not freeing Palestine, if he's, if he's still sending billions of dollars to Israel a year so they can persecute Palestinian children, Palestinian people in general, even. You know, this is the thing. Um, Trump is there for the empire. And when Trump comes and meets the Queen in England, in London on July the 13th or whatever, then, you know, he might not meet the royals publicly, but he will meet them behind closed doors. I mean, like Obama did, you know, obviously Obama had a state visit, though, but probably uh, meet the royals still. Sorry. Oh, they're uh, letting Jeff, him into wanna... the country. I thought he was being uh, the prime minister, uh, was keeping him blocked out of the UK, wasn't allowed to. No, no, he's coming to uh, visit on July the, not, uh, July the 13th, I think. He's visiting London, but it's not an official state visit, which means you won't get to ride around in the, in the Queen's golden carriage with her or whatever. But he is coming to the UK around the 13th of July, I think. So 
there'll be lots of protests. But of course, Trump was trying to ask Theresa May to ban protests in the UK for his visit. And of course, um, that didn't go down well for all the activists in London, uh, in London or around the UK. And I'm sure there'll be mass protests, a couple of million to, to possibly protest Trump when he comes here on the 13th of July, if he's still coming, that is. I mean, you can have a check if you like and see if he's still coming. But I, that's as far as I know, he's still coming here. But yeah, I mean, this no is... No Trump um, fans in the UK uh, at all then, or just... I'm sure there are Trump fans in the UK, but um, like Tommy Robinson, for example, Tommy Robinson... And he's, is, and he's, you know, in, um, he's in jail now, so... Uh, I, well, he's in jail, yeah, and well, that's exactly that's the extent. Well, the, of, uh, the one, the one British Trump fan, and he's, he's in jail. <laughs> with, and well, it, it, Muslim dominated with a good chance of finding himself dead in the next little while. So. Well, the, well, it's his own fault, and really, I mean, he's, he didn't expose anything. This is the thing with um, Tommy Robinson. You see, he's an he's an alt right Nazi, and he's a provocateur. He's sponsored by Mossad. He manufactures consent for military action. So anything he says. He wasn't against paedophiles. The march for all of his protesters to free Tommy Robinson in London, they didn't march against paedophiles. They marched to free Tommy Robinson, you see. And Tommy Robinson, this is the thing, there's a lot of disinformation going around about Tommy Robinson. Disinformation from the alt-right, like he's some martyr, like he's a journalist. And he's not. He's a spin artist. He's a spin artist from the alt-right. And if you look, he's got like, he's been, he's gone by several other names, not just Tommy Robinson. One of them was like Stephen Yaxley Lennon or something. And he supports, you see, this is the thing, he, he wasn't arrested over a free speech issue. He wasn't, it wasn't anything to do with free speech. But in the UK, we don't have cameras in the courts. We have sometimes courtroom artists where they sketch people because they don't want the trial influenced. He's not a journalist. And he was outside of court filming defendants or whatever they are before they even found guilty so that that can interfere with the outcome of the court case and also he he broke conditions i mean he was on bail he broke his all the you know he's in court for several things he's a fraudster he used a false passport to travel to america you know so all of these things broke his bail the fact that he was outside that court broke his conditions for other things that he should have been in prison for already. And now he's in prison. You know, this is the thing. I mean, all you have to do is look into how he, how he promotes Mossad and all that, like he was in Syria on a tank with a gun wearing a Mossad T-shirt. This is Tommy Robinson, you know. This is a fake alt-right Nazi guy who's trying to manufacture consent for the Middle East. It was nothing to do with paedophiles. Like, Tommy Robinson supports, he supported an EDL, another EDL, English Defence League leader, and Tommy Robinson was in the EDL in 2004. I think he was one of the founders of it. He supports, if you look at, there's a Daily Star article, Google search Daily Star, EDL, pedo rap for EDL leader. You'll see a leader, uh, another member of the EDL, that Tommy Robinson supports, you see. So Tommy Robinson supports paedophilia in the EDL, and he supports paedophilia or child abuse of Palestinian children, and he supports child abuse from war created by the Zionist elite Nazi empire. And everybody, and, and there we've got the alt-right Nazis or saying that Tommy Robinson's some sort of martyr and some sort of free speech advocate. All he ever does is manufacture consent for military action against Muslims. It's Muslims, Muslims, Muslims. And he bans, he cherry picks figures like 85% of grooming gangs are Muslim or Pakistani or whatever. That's, and that, he says that's a figure. Well, that, that 
85% of grooming gangs isn't the whole paedophile problem. That, that percentage of grooming gangs is probably 10% of the overall paedophile problem in the UK. If you look at the other statistics, for example, like 100% of paedophile rings are white. You see, so 100% of paedophile rings are white, 85% of grooming gangs are Asian. But, you know, the Asian percentage of the overall problem is probably like 10% of it. But yet they use the 85% as the figure they want to throw around as if to say all Muslims are paedophiles. And that's bullshit. That's wrong. It's like saying all Christians are in the KKK. You know, it's, it's all... Well, it's all the thing about uh, Mohammed, though, that uh, it's important to remember... Uh, presumably a fair deal of our listeners are aware of and by the way just to remind people this is episode 113 we're talking with al zombie out of london england this is a pre-recorded affair and we're doing our best basically frog leaping from out of discord <laughs> over to skype to see if we can get a better sound quality and uh and feed set up here but with Respect to Islam, Muhammad himself, of course, you, I'm sure you'd know this too, he married a, a little eight-year-old girl, and uh, in order for all to be a good Muslim, you are expected to live in accordance with the ways that Muhammad did, right down to the smallest little detail. That's just one example. And then you get into the whole business of apostasy and, uh, well, of course, stoning the gays and so forth and this and that. It's, it's I don't know, I, they got a major uh, public relations and I think public, well, it's an image problem, obviously. Well, I, I agree it's a hot issue, but I, I also agree that it's also a hypocritical issue, like from Stephen Laxley Lennon's or Tommy Robinson's point of view, like, for example, I mean, we could say, like, okay, well, how old was Jesus' mother in the Bible? Does anybody know that? I mean, I, I, I personally, I don't subscribe to Islam or Christianity or any of them, but Jesus' mother was 14 in the Bible. Yeah, but not I mean, all the Vatican, Christians are not required or expected to have young wives, whereas Muslims no, that's are. That's very true, that's well, I don't know. I mean, that's not, well, that's not true. I'm, I mean, like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty well, sure that's how that, well, you're required. Well, not by, not if not, you're not, not a good in, Muslim. No, I'd say in this country, like in the UK, there might be Muslims in other parts of the world, like whether it's Iran or Afghanistan or Iraq or whatever, they've got their cultural element. But I mean, like, okay, our cultural element from our Christian side of things, I think... For example, the people aren't adults until they're over 25 because most people aren't awake or even capable of dealing with any sort of subject. They aren't, they aren't aware until they're over 25. So I'll say the Vatican age of consent is 12. All the elites trying to bring down the age of consent around the planet, whether it's just so they can absorb themselves of their own crimes or of their own whatever, the, you know, that's just it. I mean, the, these Muslim countries that they are trying to take over, invade the Middle East with the wars of aggression like Iraq and Iran and all that, they have their culture. I mean, what's our culture? I mean, our culture is, you know, there's elements of paedophiles in all the cultures. Our culture, our Christian culture, we have to see bits of bomb the shit out of them and kill them and destroy them to pieces, you know, and blow all these Muslims up who are... Muslims didn't do 9-11, Muslims didn't do 7-7, even if you want to say ISIS or like Al-Qaeda, that's the West, you know, the CIA is Al-Qaeda, you know, and that's fascist Nazi element. It's, it just seems like whether it was World War II, you know, the fascists were telling everybody to hate all the Jews, now it's the fascists telling everybody to hate all the Muslims, and it's all manufacturing consent for a call, like there's 8 million Muslims that have been called or killed in the last 10 years. 
And as granted as backwards or as far away as, as their culture is from whatever, whatever, you know, their marriage laws or whatever, our laws in you know, either country of, of, you know, whether it's the US or, or Europe, there's questionable laws and questionable actions from many people in either country. I mean, I've got Muslim friends here in this country. They're not married to eight-year-old kids. They're married to wives, Muslim women, and none of them are into paedophilia. They will have girlfriends, they'll have normal relationships, normal age. Muslims here in the UK aren't strict to Muslims, and I'm sure there are other places where they aren't strict or follow all the rules of Muhammad and everything like that. You know, Saudi Arabia is changing now as much, and it's a good thing, you know, and Saudi Arabia are finally giving more rights to women and, and, and things like that. Granted, there's still, still lots of work to be done everywhere in the world, but this is the thing, it's like, well, the new world order, you know, uh, this is what all the... Uh, wars in the Middle East are for is to are for the new world order, and so the whole world can have sort of like a system like the UK, like the UK system where we have lots of religions. I mean, when the Middle East is invaded and we put McDonald's and Starbucks there and everything, Muslims aren't going to go away. Like Muslims aren't going away here. Like Christians won't go away here. Like Jews won't go away anywhere. Yeah, these all these things won't go away when the Middle East has been invaded. When we've got it all, they won't bring it up to make it more tolerant to all, all religions like the UK, where we've got, you know, Muslims, Jews, Christians, and whoever else, Hindus, and this is the plan for the whole world. And really, we should be looking to integrate, whether it should be done through war and killing millions and millions of people to put our views on them. This is the thing, we talk about other countries and all that, but we don't ever talk about, is it morally acceptable to bomb the crap out of them, rather than, I'm sure there are other ways to change people's minds other than raining hellfire down upon them. You know, look, you could pay people to not have children, for example. You could share free energy tech to um, bring countries on side to stop them using fossil fuels. You can, and all of this tech is, is there, you know. We've had a million, there are a multitude of reasons and, you know, options other than war, for example. And war uh, makes very few people rich, any war that you have is a banker's war and it impoverishes people not only abroad but at home and all for the very few. For example, the last attacks in Syria, which isn't a Muslim country, there's lots of Christians in Syria, like just like Palestine. There's a massive Christian Palestinian community. Like all if you if you read the news, all you'd see is, oh yeah, the Palestinians are all Muslims and the Jews and immediately you have to pick a side immediately. And it's not that simple. There's a massive Christian community in Palestine. There's a massive you know, not just in Gaza but you know in Hebron and in Jerusalem. It's the Arabs in Jerusalem are predominantly the Christian Arabs. And so this is the thing you see. It's what we're told and our perceptions of the world and how what's okay and what's not okay. I think it's pretty easy to pick a side with seeing what's happening in Palestine at the present moment, not having to do anything with religious beliefs or prejudices, but simply for the fact that you have got massive numbers of unarmed demonstrators, largely peaceable, and they are being massacred to the point where Mm -hmm. it is an outrage. And for anybody to justify that people may be like, Bill Maher, or whoever comes out in the media, these these pro, they can't stop loving Israel supporters, the, the Zionists. You know, yeah. it's it's some pretty ill, sick, disturbing thing, it is, it is. to say the least. It is, it? But Mr. Al Zombie, just hang on yeah. a second there, my friend. 
you've got quite a rapid fire way of uh, delivering or and unpacking <laughs> your thoughts. Yeah. And I know that yeah. we had uh, said to you that this would be a chance for you to do exactly that for the majority of the uh, approximate <laughs> 90 minutes or so that we are recording things here this week, episode 113. Thank you for joining us via London, England. I know this is, uh, it's not been the easiest way of going about things. We left it till pretty much the last minute here so the live stream that we put out on uh friday night back in the states it'll be saturday of course here in tokyo and seoul uh the post-production end of things we won't have much of an opportunity to do too much as far as uh working out some of the audio issues but we're going to do our best but there's a whole number of of issues that you've uh, been rattling off and and covering here, of course. So it's unfortunate once again because we don't have the live interaction. I'm sure there's, you know, of course there's the people who when they do engage us here uh, via the YouTube chat, always people have uh, all kinds of comments and thoughts and views and opinions. And there's a divergence of these, as you can imagine, people from all well, sides I wouldn't of mind, political. I wouldn't mind answering any any questions and things like that if anybody right. wants a later date or anything like that you know or well they'll have to catch up sorry, with me later over on minds i guess at just minds.com forward slash l zombie but one of the things i like to say is order out of chaos that's what you were uh earlier sort of uh alluding to but i think that's really one of the right, key, uh, right, yeah. ideas or concepts that you hit on there as far as the freemasonic modus operandi and let's not forget mm-hmm. folks there was a, a bus just a number of years ago where the majority of these pedophiles who were caught in this ring and these are not grooming gangs who uh it does seem the my impression at least the majority are from various uh middle eastern or if you will various dark-skinned countries the pakistanis i guess are notorious various muslim nations and so forth but as far as the freemasons are concerned they got busted in a big way i guess and the majority of these pedophiles were these upstanding citizens of, who i just had yeah, to be what, Freemasons. What? course we all know about the catholic church and whatnot too but also it's a big club and you and i are not in it as george carlin say burke's peerage i'm sure you're up to speed on that (laughs) talking about trump being related to clinton in a roundabout way it's not half as bad as uh, uh, John Kerry and and uh, Skull and Bones Kerry and, and, and Bush, <laughs> yeah, well, the Bushes, yeah. So September 11th, uh, you made the comment that it was not perpetuated by uh, Muslims, which to me is a bit of a head scratcher because my understanding is the majority of these uh, the, the alleged uh, hijackers were. The Saudi nationals, and that's what this whole twenty well, ages well, business about. Hang on, let me just finish here, and then we'll we'll turn things back to you. Yeah. Finally, just synchronicity. Let's let's just leave it at that. Synchronicity. You know, we interviewed back episode number ninety nine, Al B from out of uh, Svalbard, Norway, uh, where they keep the seed bank, and that was a great show. Hoping to have him back here at some point, maybe in the new year. That was Al B. Uh, episode 99 and that was the spring equinox here the summer solstice we've got Al Z folks episode 113 speaking of synchronicity how trippy is that so back over to you Mr. Zombie <laughs> okay yeah I was just going to say about um, Muslims and 9-11 say, if we say Muslims or Islam did 9-11 I don't think that's true really I mean I'd say terrorists they Christian right hijackers to- they weren't Buddhist hijackers no, but I know, but I don't think religion has anything to do with it because if, if we if we're going to take false flags into it, or that it was a sponsored 
job, whether it was internal or not. I mean, there's enough information out there to say that the same agencies, you know, were behind, well, you know, the same people behind the JFK assassination, which goes back to the Bushes and paperclip and the fascist element, the Nazi element that's uh, that's in America. I mean, you know, lots of information about Mossad, you know, the dancing Israelis that were that were arrested in yeah. New York on the day. Larry Silverstein and his family right. not turning up to just, work that day. Just pull it. Yeah. Terrible loss of Building seven. Building seven is the biggest giveaway that that was an inside job because out of the whole pulling thing, if building seven was controlled demolition, then all of them were because it takes months or weeks to set up for controlled demolition. And there was things like, you know, Bush's company, a security company, Blackwater, fitted the or were doing work on the elevator shafts and the central cores of the World Trade Center a few weeks before it happened. I think Bush's cousin was meant to have an interview or something. It was meant to be having a meeting at the World Trade Center, and he moved his meeting over the street or across the city. So he, he had a view. He, Bush's cousin then watched the planes go in to the World Trade Center after he was meant to be in the World Trade Center. Um, just other things, bombs in the buildings, you know, thermite, um, you know, NORAD standing down, you know, lots of other false flag events or training events even going on with NORAD. And it was the same with 7-7. Same with a few other terror events. There's mysteriously terror training exercises going on at the days of all these um, events or weeks before, like there was yeah, that's uh, right. like in Australia, yeah, so in Australia there was a, a false flag in a cafe where they had you know some supposedly Muslim person go into the cafe and start shooting someone in Australia. Exactly a year before that event, there was a training exercise doing exactly the same thing in exactly the same place. It was all fake, literally fake. I mean, it's the thing with Manchester; they weren't allowed. Ambulance services were stopped from getting to the Manchester Arena about a mile away from the arena, you see. And this is the thing, that I've seen footage inside the Manchester Arena where there was nothing going on and people walking out casually in the Manchester Arena and saying there was just a speaker going off. There was no signs of terrorism in the Manchester Arena. Right? And also, a few weeks before that Manchester attack that was then big with the Ariana Grande thing, few weeks before there was a, a training exercise in a mall in Manchester and you can go and look at researchers in fairly mainstream newspapers and the police held a training exercise in a Manchester shopping mall in England where they um, uh, had to apologise to the Muslim community of Britain, the police did, because the police staged this a training exercise, a terrorist training exercise, where they had a fake terrorist shout Allah Akbar in this Manchester mall in England. And now the police in England had to apologise to the Muslim community because it's a stain on the Muslim community, isn't it? It's a stain saying that they're all terrorists. And this is the thing, a lot of Tommy Robinson, man, it's manufacturing consent, you see. It's all cons manufacturing consent in the Middle East. For example, Trump can go and make money off his Tomahawk missiles. He made so much money off his Tomahawk missiles shares after bombing Syria, after the last Syria bombing, after the, you know, after the last time they said there was a, a new chemical attack in Syria. Then Trump goes and fires lots of missiles, Tomahawk missiles, and he's got lots of shares in all these missiles. Most of them didn't hit the targets. They were all stopped by Russian anti-missile systems, which then makes more money and, all, and this, you know, this arms industry. This is why we should have a peaceful space program, really, because it's weapons of war are cancelling each other out and they're becoming irrelevant. Rather than Trump going full head in, into his lone space program, dictator in space, flying yeah. around on his space yeah, station, I don't get lasers. That. It's a big uh, money sucking the giant hole with a big money sucking sound going down. Well, in my opinion, now. I mean, 
Trump is there to, and I, th I think it's not just my opinion and a few other people's opinions, Trump is there to wind America down. Trump is there to destroy America and well, turn Well, the economy, though, apparently is doing quite well. I'm not sure. The reports that have been, I've been picking up uh, that been coming across my news feed have been, you know, positive, frankly. And then, of course, you got the opponents and uh, people that just want to constantly attack Trump. They can't say a single thing good about the guy. For example, let's try this one out uh, on you right now and see how this goes. The recent talks in Singapore via vis-a-vis -vis the DPRK, the North Korea, and the dear leader Kim Jong-un. Good or bad? Is, it, is he worth well, it's good for world peace. It's good for, it, it's good if we get world peace, but this is the Hegelian dialectic again. This is where their agenda goes well, and happens about no matter what they do. Well, he's talking about hotels there, man. That's the first thing he said. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Like, well, I know. some hotels. Uh, do you know about the well, pot tourism yeah. angle? Weed is legal in North Korea. Were you okay. aware of that? Dennis Rodman's uh, no, trip no, was sponsored by Potcoin. Did you know that? Yeah, I get that. I, I saw the T-shirt, but I'm okay. just saying I've, I've noticed, if you look at my bit shoot, Kate, there's a video that's been on there for months about North Korea, and it's uh, an, an anonymous video, and also there are three articles underneath that bit shoot, and it's called Fear Propaganda of North Korea, because North Korea and the US have been talking for years in secret, for years, and so really all of the stuff that they give us in public is fear propaganda to keep the US citizens in line under Trump and for Kim to keep his citizens under line when they've had an agenda. If you, if you watch that video, the, I'm sure that video is banned on YouTube, the, um, the video about fear propaganda in North Korea on my BitChute account. Well, they've been going for years. I mean, in that video, it says that Kim's been trained by the CIA. He went to CIA schools. So this is the thing. I mean, they're all in the same. But I always knew that uh, whenever they were talking about so from all the rhetoric of them talking about we're going to bomb you and you know, we're going to have a nuclear war or I'm going to fire this and you're going to do that. While all that was going on, this video about fear propaganda in North Korea and the articles underneath it has been up on my bit shoot account. So while the, the mainstream media has been selling it all as then, and now, I mean, look, I mean, how quickly they got rid of that bickering and fighting against each other. They got rid of it really quickly and it's because... They've been talking to each other in secret. It's because it's all to keep the populations in control of the masses. You wouldn't have a revolution in America or North Korea, would you, if you thought that your only saviour was the lunatic in control? You know, this is the thing. If your only chance of surviving a war is potentially supporting the fascist dictator that is controlling your country, I'm supposed you're going to support the fascist dictator that's rather than to say, well, we'll let a foreign power take over. And, well, this is all it is. The new world, you know, Kim's part of the new world order. Trump's part of the new world order. You know, Putin's part of the new world order. All the stuff in Syria, you know, like I heard this thing, or read this thing a few years ago uh, about the communist takeover of Russia. The communists were Jews and they murdered 8 million Russian Christians. And they, there are lots of Russians, uh, Jews in Israel as well. And so this new world order, like the Tolpiot program, the Tolpiot program, which is to do with Israeli tech that goes all around the world and backdoors in all the CPUs of all the computers. It's all Russian and it's all that. And so, as I said about Russia and Trump was there to wind America down, but you might think that the economy is doing well and everything like that. Well, look, We'll, we'll see in a few years, we'll see what Trump's, if Trump's military space program bankrupts the USA or if the wars of aggression around the, the world bankrupt the USA or not. Because, you know, the Wildlands Project, the elites of the world do want to turn the United States of America into a wildlife reserve because of... Uh, yeah, but is, tr is Trump pro-Agenda 21? Is that what you're saying? He's, Trump is pro-Agenda 21? I thought he was pro-America, so he's not... 
pro America. China under the UN, as the UN, the predominantly the Russian, the UN troops will be Russian that will, you know, if Russia and the United States come to blows or whatever. But I mean, that's what I'd heard from the underground about where things are going. I mean, and as far as I can see, Trump hasn't deviated from that agenda. I mean, and I can say, I could show you a, a multitude of articles about how Trump is, you know, his policies aren't beneficial for poor people or the masses they're only beneficial for the elites and the rich people of the countries whose tax breaks and things like that or not just anything social programs art, you know, arts programs art you know everything and if you take away the arts that's when fascism comes back in right that's that's when the state wants to control the agenda or the narrative and it's doing a great job of controlling the narrative the state owns all the media i mean it's got people thinking that Israel, there's what, what's happening to Palestinians is okay. It's got people, you know, there's the far right rhetoric at the moment uh, that I see on mines or on YouTube. It's, it's disgusting now. They're referring to, you know, the immigrant children or immigrants in general. It's like in less than 20 years or less than 10 years, there, there will be no borders on the planet. We'll, we'll be able to travel from one corner of the globe to the other corner of the globe in hours or less than hours. You know, we'll be traveling to other planets. And to all these, everybody is so nationalistic and wants to hold on to everything, you know, like and keep everything white or everything brown or everything black or everything Jewish or everything, whatever. It's all bollocks because this is the time we should start to be coming together as a species and as opposed to dividing. And uh, as I say, uh, that's all I can see Trump's doing, really. I mean, as much as you can say he's, you know, he's uniting with fascists and stopping World War Three. This is the thing, I don't think there would ever be a World War Three because of, uh, with nuclear weapons or anything like that anyway, because of, well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go off a bit of a tangent, because the US is working with extraterrestrials already, or extraterrestrials are, are aware of us using nuclear weapons. And, you know, there's documented in the past, you know, in the US and in the US, and, and in Russia, that UFOs have turned off nuclear weapons in the US and turned on nuclear weapons in Russia. And I, I think this is the thing, they, I don't think we're allowed to use nuclear weapons or they don't want us to use nuclear weapons or if we do, extraterrestrials are quite happy or you know, they're willing to take over or something like that, or they want to, or that's part of the, and who knows, maybe that's part of the agenda anyway with the whole space thing, you know. Trump wants dominance in space after all. Talking about potential extraterrestrial intervention or at least just an et agenda you know one of the things that i am constantly reminded of when people do this is the rendlesham forest incident which you may have some knowledge of given your location being based out of uh the uk but first of all let me just say before we address that we haven't done any sort of pirate story to this point and on top of that i was going to say something about the yorkshire region i'm not sure if i saw one of your videos where you had referenced this or something along those lines but a lot of people of course they talk about robin hood having uh originated from nottingham and the reason we bring up uh, robin hood you might not be aware of this or not but every week we do sail out onto the high digital seas upon <laughs> the good ship robin hood but uh, you do have a bit of a pirate story, I guess, for us, and then we can maybe just kind of shift things back to the Rendlesham incident, 1980. Well, pirate, pirate story, all right, Jim lad. Um, well, just say 
No, well, no, much apart from being the digital pirate or media pirate, uh, information pirate. I guess I was doing some fishing once out on, a, uh, on the ocean about two miles offshore in Wales with my stepbrothers and just the engine broke and we were trapped, a lot, well, lost out at sea for a, a couple of hours just uh, adrift with only Pringles and fishing rods. So we uh, we had to get towed back in on a speedboat and, uh, yeah, that was pretty fun experience. Um, but that's the only really pirate-related one that I've got. It's not really that interesting, but still, yeah. And then there's, I say, all the pirating, whether it's... Uh, Media information and all that, digital information and everything like that. Something you uh, may not be so willing to claim in knowing a thing or two about, but it does exist, the pirating of files, information sharing. Yeah, well, that's just, I, I think it should be... Uh you know everything. I don't think there should be any copyright laws, really. Or you know, we should all just have free, you know, free information, everything, even music to a degree as well. Like there shouldn't be shouldn't be prosecuted for sharing music or anything like that because it all, any sharing of information, you see, it's good for consciousness and raising um, humanity to a level of uh, more of awareness. You know, that anything, anything art, anything that creative that makes you think. I don't think it should have any copyright on it. I think it should all be open. So, you know, we, everyone, anyone can expand their minds to whatever degree they want to without restrictions and things like that, I think. And but that's just an opinion. So. This coming from someone who themselves is a uh, struggling independent musician from the sounds of things. You know, speaking of opinions, it's interesting to note and reflect upon how we all, each of us, are the experts, first and foremost, experts of our own opinions. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is very true. Yeah, we are. We are. Speaking, of, I do take myself very seriously. Speaking of raising consciousness and this business of the nuclear facilities around the world, I've heard those stories as well as I think a few of our our regular listeners have this business of ETs mucking about and having a role <laughs> in things where nuclear missile silos and bases seem to be. Uh, going all all wonky and and almost as if they're in some cases ready to send uh these weapons off over you know into into space uh targeting russia or the u.s or what have you but uh, the rendlesham forest incident 1980 it was december of 1980 right around the time john lennon was shot as i recall and uh, I think you yourself have an interest in ufology. I'm not sure if you've ever seen a UFO or not, but uh, this. Yeah, one, I have. Yeah. Well, we can maybe get into that a little bit, but also the binary code of Rendlesham Forest. Uh, do you have you heard of? I, I'm aware of it. I say I'm not too. I'm, I, I could probably just tell you that the same stuff as everybody else that's told you about Rendlesham, really, about the you say outside of an army barracks and a, you know in the forest, a couple of soldiers had an experience had an experience with the. Uh, a UFO and one one of them touched the craft. He had visions of ones and zeros or symbols in his mind and things like that. Um, I mean, that's all I can really tell you, really. I mean, about that in- incident. I mean, I've I've had a couple of experiences. Whether yeah, I've had a couple of experiences of seeing UFOs or lights in the sky. Once with my family and uh, once uh, as a kid, that was uh, like a, I saw a, a ship or a, a light in the sky with like a, a beam of light and there was no noise and it was just shining down and I was yelling up at them to take me with them and everything like that. I mean, I had a few dreams after that that I dreamt of aliens and that sort of thing and that was just strange. I'm going to say the dreams. Anyway, then a couple of years ago, I was in the park and I saw 
like an orb following a plane and then it stopped and then in the sky and then the plane carried on and then the orb sort of faded into nothing and disappeared whether it was shifted into another dimension or not i don't know um but yes i mean uh, also mess- messages and the study of signs i don't know if you've seen this film interstellar or not where the girl in the film she receives messages from her father in another dimension he's locked in some alien machine oh there's a cat there i heard say hello for me there's um, aliens in another dimension. Well, I have uh, lots of experiences. I've had a few experiences about signs where I see signs. If I ask questions internally, then I get given signs externally. And sometimes I'll get things that will lead me externally and I'll just they'll t- attract my attention. And if I follow those leads, then they'll show me things. For example, to do with my music once and to do with Israel and Palestine. I was making one of my music counts on Horatio Hofnegler's Revenge, a drum and bass group, like electronic music. And I was working on the SoundCloud page. And for some reason, the amount of followers and listeners I had, the number changed from in the 3000s to like 181, 181. So I said to myself, I will think about what has 181 got to do with Israel and, and Palestine? So I looked and then, Resolution, UN Resolution 181, it was the 1947-1948 UN resolution that drew up the borders for Palestine and Israel and then have had Jerusalem under uh, UN control or international control and neutral in the middle of uh, Israel. And so that's weird. And I have a few things like that. So, you know, I was led there to that un resolution 181 by the numbers you see and i mean i believe numbers are everywhere numbers are in space you know and numbers can describe everything mathematics can describe everything in in reality and 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 lots of things like that i mean nikola tesla for example that used to think that aliens were sending him messages and he got some of his information from external sources to to himself and this is the thing consciousness where you know mark zuckerberg wants to take facebook you know the future of facebook is telepathy you know he won't invent telepathy you know when he does it but you know these things are all here as i said whether earlier on like quantum connections across distance of you know our relatives or people we know that we discount as coincidence and they're not coincidences these these are deep truths of the universe, the fabric of space-time. We're all connected in a soup of energy that we're not necessarily aware of. You know that UFOs. I definitely think uh, you see we've got the uh, well the whole Masonic agenda, whether it's the alien agenda as well, and um, the New World Order. As much as I can say, you know, um, as much as I can say, I'm a peace activist, and I'd say I don't think we should be paving the way to space in blood. We should be paving the way to space in sharing technology you know like because i've heard you know we've had back engineered tech from aliens or we've had trade deals with aliens alien species before the u.s has got trade deals with aliens for technology so if they're trading with us how come we can't trade with the developing nations you know you know and bring them up because this is really what the universe is all about it's about bring or it should be about bringing people up and teaching people you know if you want some sort of universal space force or you know eventually universal as opposed to just the u.s you know some sort of star trek civilization we you know we should all work together and realize that you know like no one has ever been alone no one has ever come up with any idea themselves on this planet you know like whether you know everything is a summation or a culmination of all the human knowledge you know whether it's algebra in the middle east or you know, sciences and things you know, from all over the planet you know just different areas lots of contributions to then to have the elite then claim it all 
will lay claim to then all the science and all the technology and all the spoils of all that human, all the human species, you know, achievements, and, and then put a price tag on it. For example, I just think it's a shame that we're going into that into a, a new world order based on materialism and like capitalism and, and things like that because it's a, it'll lead to a lack of soul or a lack of spirituality or a lack of well just truth really i'd say you know materialism or the the view that every the world is material and um, leads to things like fear of death then capitalism and materialism and grasping at things that we don't need you know where the immaterial path leads to sort of like i don't know personal salvation enlightenment reincarnation all that kind of stuff and maybe a new world order would be good you know a one world culture a one world if we could work together and switch from using resources to you know using sustainable resources and stuff like that to be becoming sustainable in the sense that we don't pollute the planet as opposed to the elite version of the word sustainability is just like um, a call of humans really they just think having less humans is more sustainable when really we, we could be fossil fuel free now i think if it wasn't for monopolies and fascist monopolies that granted they want to have control of the world as i said that the tolpia program which is whether it's political zionism or the vatican control of the world because the, i say the vatican i don't know if i've mentioned this but the vatican controls jerusalem and the vatican controls mount zion and you can look in mainstream israeli press for these two things if you typed in the vatican that is for moves for control of mount zion and the vatican moves for, or controls jerusalem you'll see a couple of a few articles from israeli press about the vatican owning jerusalem and this is the thing the vatican controls the u.s as well you see from 1871 there's the crown corporation constitution of the u.s which is a second constitution which is the catholic church's constitution for the u.s and trump wants to repeal the johnson amendment for the catholic church which will then give the pope and the vatican more power to erode the constitution even more for the u.s and then possibly then after that then that paves the way for rfid and chipping of individuals and then you know who knows maybe trump will monitor all americans through his attack space platform like in the running man or something like that i mean the way the system is going in china with the voting citizens up and down by 2020 and all that or whatever they're, well they're doing it now locking the people out of the systems you know the social element to being a citizen like a world citizen social maybe maybe we'll have they got the social credit yeah, yeah. score that's right maybe they'll link the universal basic income to you know well, you it's, can't it's you know we'll give you free cash man that's just that's just pure well it is it is, it is so there yeah. but, um, maybe maybe certain things do need to be uh, not, not politically correct but maybe we do need to start offending people sort of religions or whatever because you know as i said muslims won't go away when the new world order's here you know it won't be a white fascist planet it'll be like a, a, a planet like the uk really it'll be like all races religions getting on with each other i think believe me places on the planet where we'll have extraterrestrial visiting zones like they'll be here and we'll be able to interact with them like i don't know like, well i mean virgin Maybe they galactic I, I wouldn't be surprised if well they they, they probably do i wouldn't surprise either if they exist i mean zones. i've heard yeah well I've, I've heard that they're already in the ocean here the aliens uh, off the shores of california for example there's uh, multiple sightings off the shores of california in the oceans there and then i mean after uh, or during world war ii or just after world war ii i'm not sure about the date the battle of la or whatever where they had a ufo in la los angeles and they were and the army was shooting at it for hours or whatever and then it just went back and flew back towards the ocean because i think they are here they, i think they're in the ocean you see you know, i don't think we're 
we originally came from here. You see, I don't think we're planet. We, we, I think we're planet hoppers. I think we possibly came from Mars or from even before then as well. I mean, Wells Aldrin, um, he he lets a lot slip um, if, in a few interviews. Like if you check out my video on BitChute, my my aliens and UFO video, or my disclosure video on YouTube. There's a playlist there on YouTube, like UFO. He says a few things about uh, aliens and space and stuff like on Phobos a monolith on Phobos and Buzz Aldrin says if people ask who put that monolith there or how did that monolith get on the moon of Phobos and, it, and you know, he says you know, God will put it there or the universe put it there but then there's another clip I think he says some people he says that some people might believe aliens built the monolith on Phobos and um, then came to Earth and practiced and, and did the pyramids. And Buzz Aldrin says this, and, and I think it was an Alex Jones interview, as much as I, I'm not a big fan of Alex Jones because of his um, Zionist connections and, and things like that. Or, uh, but yeah, he says, you know, Buzz Aldrin says that there, and um, so there's a few other incidences where he talks of aliens. And I mean, Alex Jones and his uh, take on Israel, do you know why he maintains the position that he does, at least officially? He doesn't talk about it too often, but I, I uh, at least on sure one occasion it. heard him say. Do you know why it is? Give me your take on it. And I'll, I'll well, it's, it's real simple. I mean, it's their unspoken nuclear arsenal that we never hear about it's, uh, in the media. It's always this, uh, as you talk about the fear porn uh, directed at, mm. And two minutes of hate in the Orwellian sense, I suppose. Well, yeah. In Iran, but they've got, what, up to a few hundred major uh, warheads at their disposal. Yeah, so, I yeah. mean, who's the real threat to world peace here, folks? Well, Israel <laughs> or Iran or Israel, who's got, you know, it, Iran's got. Well, Iran was mentioned. Right but Iran hasn't attacked another country in 200 years, apparently. So, it's so a means to. Well, Iran, 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 Iran. Iraq and Iran, they had their little skirmish there back in. Yes. To, to early 80s and you know what henry kissinger apparently uh, stated on the record regarding the whole matter when he was asked who would you like to see come out the victor in this conflict he said he could care less so long as <laughs> the whole idea was that they, they just keep selling arms to each side until they just ended up yeah, well, that's just it, each other that's, to death that's the new world order really for you i mean uh, as i said this is one thing about um with Russia and uh, the fear porn between Russia and the US or, or whatever. Russia whatever co- hacking. Oh, they yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, sure. I mean, oh, they I mean the British royals and the Russian royals, the Romanovs, um, they're related, right? And in the past... Sachs, Golf, uh, Kohlberg, they're German. British yeah, royals Sachs, are Germans. Sachs, uh, yeah, so both these royal families, are they related. And in, in the past, they used to start wars for each other just for bets, just to see how many poor people they could kill on either side just to remain just to keep the status quo so it didn't really matter what the what they said the war was about right they just wanted to reduce the population to keep the status quo and really that's what is happening there they're building up to do exactly the same thing all the stuff with russia you know and all the elites will survive any conflict if there is any conflict that you know that the world have all the you ever heard that expression (laughs) the more things change the more they Uh, the more they stay there's nothing new under the sun so yes Bread and circuses, how to keep the population in con- under control. You know, we'll have a football tournament, you know. And, and I saw something the other day, I can't remember. Well, there's a video on my channel, and my YouTube channel, talking about football and stadiums and about how, you know, that was a part of the, the New World Order agenda as well, getting everybody to have a sports mentality and then unite the world and the people of the world through sports. And, you know, I'd say, you know, I'd have no problem with uniting the people of the world through sports or through anything. But, you know, as long as it's not war, as long as it's not 
the elite still benefiting from it all, you know, from selling arms to kill people. You know, we could, it's not even about resources, you know, like, that, you know, false scarcity. They rule, they rule us all through false scarcity. Like whenever they say there's a, you know, there's a petrol shortage and you'll have people lining up at the fuel pumps and then there's never a shortage. The oil never stops, you know, and they pump, they pump more oil, you know, and it's, it's all, it's all bollocks. It's all a big lie just to, keep us in under under control to keep the elites uh, you know system going like no you know austerity as i said 200,000 dead in the uk disabled people um and the queen and that's because we're not meant to have enough money and since the, when? But the, yeah, the queen i mean since what the thousand years in the last five years last five years alone from austerity um two two hundred thousand disabled people have been called by the conservatives and the conservatives are saying um david cameron was rela- related to the queen and so was um George Osborne, granted they're not in the government well, anymore. Social Darwinism and eugenics has a very uh, oh, long history. history in the UK. It goes back quite, you know, I mean, those are the origins in, in some ways, I guess, you know, and although even even in, in America, too, of course, let's not forget, even yeah, prior the Rock to the Nazis. Nazis. Before the Nazis mm-hmm. came along, there was what yeah. was taking place and, and getting off the ground in America. Let me just see if I can... Uh, well, Hitler had this famous quote. You might know it. He's talking about sports being essentially warfare, though, without the bloodshed. I can't <laughs> find the exact quote. Another recommendation that I've got for you here. I'm not sure if I've offered any other recommendations at this point, but uh, there's a famous... Why is the name escape me now? A Taste of Armageddon. It's uh, from the original Star Trek series with Shatner and Leonard Nimoy back uh, in the late 1960s, of course. Check that out, and you'll see a lot of our conversations. Is that a cartoon? No, no. What you've kind of. That was. The the animation series came out in the 70s. What you have just uh, hit on here uh, is kind of uh, pertinent to this taste for Armageddon. You'll know what I mean. As far as it's a phony war with these phony numbers and just people i guess you know basically it's it's the word government means literally mind control a lot of people aren't aware yeah there's a very good link about um the cia actually in hollywood and um, mind control and everything on i think it's pinned to the top of my facebook page which is the truth will set you free but first it'll piss you off That's it's right, pinned yeah. to the top of that page and it's if you click on it so it says a, a, a mockingbird a, a operation mockingbird meme but if you click click on the meme there's a shed load of information about um propaganda techniques and about mind control uh like the new 5g network and all that sort of stuff um fluoride maybe fluoride i don't know but there's lots of um stuff about propaganda and about hollywood and the cia and stuff like that as well in that on that link so that would probably be a, a good thing for people to check out as well the yeah. truth will set you free but first it will piss you off via YouTube, that's right, as well as minds.com forward slash Al Zombie. You've also got your own Al Zombie YouTube channel. A lot of great videos you've put together there over the last couple of years. Are there any other available uh, means or contact platforms that you've been working on developing over the last couple of years? Uh, well, said it's just uh, tw- Twitter, AlZombie3000, uh, my YouTube, just AlZombie, there's Minds, AlZombie, Al um, Streamit, I've just started a, str- a Steamit, sorry, Steamit, which is uh, uh, you get paid to post or paid to blog if people upvote you, so if anybody no comparison could follow to, me uh, No comparison <laughs> to Minds, Minds is way better, uh, this from what I've Well, I mean, I, I, just, I haven't, 
worked out how to get any money from mines really at the moment. I mean, like uh, I, I do like the off-chain, you know, the boosting of points and interaction system with the points and everything. But maybe I'll use a combination of Steam and mines. I think because I think Steam it can give you it gives you access to dollars or the cryptocurrencies easier, I think, or quicker, I think, than from what I've seen mines. I mean, I don't, I'm not too sure. I'd have to check uh, it out. Well, but they're both pretty. Not, I, that's not been my experience at all to this point. But what you got to do on mines, you got to engage yourself. Here's what I've done. I've engaged myself over on Steemit, and all I've seen take place is the value of, of the Steam currency just totally tank basically it's just totally <laughs> nowhere okay. but down right now unfortunately so initially i got credit well, I for around 35 dollars now it's somewhere around like nine or ten it's like ridiculous so i'm not too all those cryptocurrencies. That, hey listen yeah, one I, of the I, things I, with I, mines though you got to engage yourself you got to post you got to upvote you got to remind people's content not enough people are doing that not sure what it is you know in, in people's their way of looking at things uh, the way their minds work exactly why can't you upvote people why don't you remind people's <laughs> content just i mean it's not that doesn't take that much get engaged in some of the groups do a little group I'll That's jump up uh, the World Podcast Network and I'll, I'll, I'll post for about half an hour, I think, the next few minutes. I think I'll do that. Now, I just checked out your Twitter here, and uh, let's see. Antifa shared the names, photos, and locations of 1,600 ICE employees. Okay. <laughs> so, I guess, I mean, you're saying, what, you're pro-Antifa, basically? Uh, I'm, well, I'm going to say I'm a bit of an anarchist, but I mean, like, if anything's going, if if the world system is fascist, which it is, like the whole new world order system is fascist, uh, you know, uh, then to be against that, you know, if you want to call me an anti-fascist or against the new world order system or against the system of blood or whatever, then you can. I mean, I don't care. I don't think they're all paid off. The fascists control the system in America, the false two-party system, the Masonics, the Masons and all that. And the fascists control Israel. If you look at the opposition leader from Israel, say that Israel's becoming a fascist state. And then the fascists then are on the street. They control the narrative to the point where the government are fascist. The fascists are rising up. And then to be anti that makes people say, oh, you're being sponsored by George Soros or whatever, who's also a fascist. And also, and I think it's just all Hegelian dialectic. It's all, all bollocks. I mean, I'm an anarchist and I'm, I'm against Trump and I'm anti-fascist. Yeah, I mean, what, you know, who, who, who wouldn't be really? You know, if, you're gonna, if you had a chance to fight Hitler or to stop Hitler from rising up, Hitler himself said that. Hitler himself said the only thing that could stop the rise of fascism was for people to rise up and get on the streets. And so if me doing that and getting on the streets or trying to wake people up is to be called an anti-fascist, then I'm anti-fascist and I'm proud of it. And I don't care, you know, I'm not sponsored by anybody, you know. So um, I would say ideally I'm more of an anarchist, whereas, uh, you know, no rulers, no rulers as opposed to no rules. There are rules, you know, there are rules to a lot, you know, if you do someone wrong, then you're good, then, you know, if they want to do you wrong, then that's all, you know, it's all your fault, creation, self-management, you know, I think, I believe in self-management, and I believe in humanity, really, and, and no labels as opposed to everything. I'm sure we could all get on if we communicated a lot, um, you know, if, if, if we communicated, but the, from what I've seen, the alt-right can't communicate, really, you know, they're... Well, isn't you know, the like, uh, though, just a label that it seems the, once again, well, it the, is a label. The, the media and, and the powers that be really want to kind of uh, 
in order to control, as you say, that there's all the dialectical it, it, outcome. It, it, they it, want to control the outcome, it, it, so you need to set things up and frame it in a way that I mean, who the hell is alt right? Like really, like hi, hey, hi, like I've got my alt right well, card here, or it, I've got my anonymous say, card like, here, or I've got well, my antifa well, card the, here. Like you know, the, well, the alt right was really a label they gave themselves in controlling the narrative because they didn't want to be called Nazis anymore. Really, I mean, I call alt right Nazis because that's all they are. They're fascists and they're Nazis, and you know they want to control the world through bombing and they want their on Trump's side and he wants to control the world through bombing the shit out of it rather than cooperation which is really you know it can't anyone he, he can cooperate bomb, he, he hasn't bombed Korea yet well no he hasn't but I mean that's that's what I've said they're already working with this, the Korea for several years I mean North Korea if you look at that check out the video on my bit shoot about North Korea then you'll you'll see where I'm coming from and why they haven't bombed North Korea yet because I mean really I think we're all going to space together and they know that we are all going to space. I mean we're in you know the, the whether you know we're we're in the final stages of the of the plan of, of of the elites having all the countries anyway, whether it's they need Iran or North Korea or Venezuela, you know, the, the with the central banking, you know, these are the only places without a Rothschild central bank since soon the Rothschilds will have the plan you know, and that was one of the things that we need to become you know, like a one world culture, or, you know, like a, uh, a type one civilization. I don't know if you look at uh, Sinmichi Kaku, the scientist, talks about different types of civilizations type one, type two, type three, and type four. At the moment, we're a type zero civilization and we're going through the birth pains of becoming a type one civilization, which is to have control over all the resources, to have a type one culture, um, which is like rock and roll and all that, and a type one communication system which is the internet and so we're just transitioning now into a type one civilization but then they say for, from type one to type two the you know the, the jump then can be a hundred years and it could be you know exponential and when we get ai you know who knows whether that will solve a lot of the, the problems scientific problems that we need for us you know or, or if it, you know, it might just get rid of us if the elites are in control of it or not we don't know so you know, time will tell i think in the, over the the next few years are very important times are you know changing um, for example um, one of the most important things that the elites are working on and why all this is happening now is why it's important is astrological reasons as well if you check out um, an in 5d article about um, pluto is in capricorn until the year 2023 and then all the social and scientific revolutions are really supposed to start after 2023 when it's more favourable to consciousness as as a whole on the whole planet, but the elites know this as well. I mean, they start their wars to do with certain events, or they have different times of the year to do with astrological events and things like that. And I think J.P. Morgan once said that something like millionaires don't rule the world, or billionaires do, or something like that, or some quote along the lines like uh, astrology. Yeah, millionaires millionaires do not yeah. believe in astrology. Billionaires Billion. do. Right. And there's a reason because it's real, because people are affected by the planets. I mean, the Mercury retrograde, for example, happens four times a year. And it's very stunting for me anyway, for my sort of like ability to fly, my mental capacity to fly. It's sort of like it's, it's impressing. And there's a little joke in spiritual circles about Mercury retrograde. Well, the Mercury retrograde is going on. Anyone can blame anything on the Mercury retrograde. Any outburst can be blamed on the Mercury retrograde and it's perfectly acceptable. And it really, you really just can't. And it's a, it's a joke. It is a joke. But, you know, it, sometimes it feels like that way. When you when a Mercury retrograde comes, it can... Do, you know, depression can hit and things like that but it's a good time for working on the self and the soul and to work out 
things about yourself in the Mercury retrograde time. That's what they they say. Well, and Saturn returning. I'm not sure if you heard that uh, reference or uh, expression or not. Saturn returning. Every 27 and 27 and a half years in a person's life cycle. That's why I guess so many people end up joining the 27 Club. Yeah, you've got on your uh, Twitter here too, and this is the first time we've had a chance to check it out. I was looking for you earlier, but it was there was just a whole mix and muddle of L zombies from the Middle East and everything else. So, <laughs> that's right. But it says here, first, the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. Uh, that's attributed to Gloria Steinem. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of, of, of CIA assets, she's a well-known commodity in, in that capacity. Were you aware of that, or have you heard those... Uh, Allegations? Maybe you don't even believe it. Uh, no, 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 I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't aware of that, and I wasn't the same. Well, the whole feminist agenda, quote, really. That's what it's all. Well, yeah, feminists, feminazis, yeah, and all that. I, I mean, population, traditional family unit, erosion agree, of traditional, you know, base the Western uh, values and so forth. Look at, I mean, what happened to that traditional family where you would have an extended family? I mean, here in Korea, it's great, uh, in that sense, I suppose families uh, meet, get together once every, uh, a couple times every, every year. Well, it used to be a lot better here as well in the UK on say on Sundays used to be the day we all used to spend together here and all the shops used to be closed and everything and you used to not be able to do anything on a Sunday if you wanted to so you had to spend time with your families but because of the commercialization and everything you know everything's open 24 hours now it's even on Sundays and that's taken away you know I don't know what God or the spiritual element or the family element and but this is the thing you know the state wants to take over the, the family element don't they? they want to you want they want used to see the state as the carers of whatever, you know, the state is the go-between for all information, for all everything. The state is the carer, you know, you look to the state to care for you. That's part of it. Yeah, the statism is a big issue, and and here's the thing, George Orwell, and I, it almost, we let this slip uh, by ourselves here, I guess you're getting some incoming uh, Skype uh, messaging activities, maybe what it is, I don't think it's, it's on this end, but that's okay. Orwell talked about how it, it matters not uh, when you have a boot crushing down on your throat. It matters not whether it's on the left foot or the right foot. <laughs> see, that's very true. Yeah. Still have that fucking boot crushing down on your throat. So yeah, that, well, it's, it's it's statism, and that's where we're kind of on the same page. Where we need to reduce the power of the state, where it just runs roughshod over all individual rights and liberties. That's why the American Constitution, at least the the Bill of Rights, and and freedoms needs to be upheld and respected, which the the powers that be clearly do not want. They it goes. I agree. Interest, I agree. You know. So I agree. Completely. Let me just let me say here though, because we're talking a little bit about fascism, so forth. That uh, of course, that originally I think the term itself came straight from out of the mouth of Benito Mussolini, the former dictator of, of Italy, of course. But he was an agent of MI5, by the way. If you want to look at, oh, there's yeah, an article. That's, in- that's news <laughs> to me. When fascism well, comes simple. to America, it will not be in brown and black shirts. It will not be with jackboots. It will be with Nike sneakers and smiley shirts. <laughs> Germany lost the Second World War. Fascism won it. Believe me, my friend. You've heard the George Carlin quote? 
So no, I, yeah, I've heard. It. I mean, well, I mean, after Operation Paperclip, after the Second World War, you know, I mean, George Bush, uh, his grandpa um, Prescott Bush was funding Hitler from the New York Bank, and and so was the Bank of England as Brown, well. The Bank of England, Brown, was, uh, Brothers Harriman, I think. Yeah, yeah, Brown Brothers Harriman, but the Steel, Bank of England, sure, Union Steel, uh, Trading with the Enemy. It's a great book. I forget the author's name right now, but that's the one people want to track down. Uh, it's well documented and, and detailed there. Who else? Anthony yeah. Sutton That's was that right. the guy? That, sure. And uh, he right. did the, the death call of um, the skull and bones and everything as well, yeah. didn't he? Well, this is the thing Hitler was a Rothschild. Um, the Rothschilds own half of Israel. They own the Supreme Court there. There's like lots that. of. Like he, was a ba- he was a black sheep, kind of like a bastard, lo- you know, sort of uh, that they just drew back into the flock here, you know. And do you know how that works with his, the whole backstory there? How, how that came to be? Uh, uh, not really. This is the thing, the British rules, I know that they have Nazis, and I know they had a deal with Hitler as well. As always, Hitler could have invaded, he could have taken over, but they had a, he had to deal with the British royal family, and they carried on their fascism. Of course, I don't know if it was Edward or not, the king who uh, he went, he did a, a tour of uh, fascist Germany while Hitler was there, and he was, you know, throwing up his, his Heil Hitler Nazi salute while he was there and everything. That I means there's an article in the Sun newspaper from the Queen being taught by him to do a Nazi salute. And you can We've got that photo yeah. here is added to the slideshow. We'll be streaming out here uh, this weekend. So that's an important point you're hitting on there, of course. Well, the New World Order is a fascist world order. You see, the New World Order is a Nazi fascist order, and it is from the Vatican. And the Vatican controls Jerusalem. In, so it's not, I'm not anti-Jewish because I know there are Jews that are against Zionism as well. And I know there, there, are, Christian, there are Christian Zionists as well. You no, see, no, this well, is the, well, here's the thing. 40 million, apparently, American Bible-thumping fundamentalist Christians, yeehaw, you know, <laughs> go yeah, yeah, yeah. as Jesus, and that's all from the Schofield Bible. Which I'm not. Did I get that off of your uh, Facebook uh, page? I might have actually. And that's sure, it's a total yeah. just malarkey that was cooked up back in 1908, I guess, just prior to the issuing of this so-called Schofield Bible, sponsored by the Rothschilds. Once again, it's kind of how the story goes. Uh, yeah. Folks, well, I mean, this is the thing. Like uh, being an independent artist as well, and. Um, knowing that the, the Rothschilds have taken over. I mean, I'm not signed to any record label or anything like that. I'm not signed to, you know, anything, you know, I'm not signed at all. You know, I'm not making any money as a musician, really. Um, I've already, you know, there's a school at the moment in Brighton where they teach all the musicians, uh, like Ed Sheehan went there and every all those musicians. That's all Rothschild-sponsored. So all they set up all these musicians to go around the world and, well, change culture, you know, never sing about war, you know, throw up their Illuminati pyramids and all that. Don't the hand that feeds you. You want to make well, it in showbiz yeah. or performance in the art. Don't yeah. the Rothschild hand I, feeding and I couldn't. I can't say how much I get censored or how much, like, how much they've they stop me and how much they limit my feed. I mean, even on mines, I mean, I posted for example, as much as I'd like to think the mines isn't owned and run, you know, I know that Google is Nazi and I know that Google is partnered with mines now. Like I, they asked for my bank account details so they could wire money to me and it, you know, and that's through Google and that's, that's the fascist system. And I know that they, the mines have censored me before. Like as much as I can say that I think mines is free and open. I know that the picture pinned to the top of my mind's account about Trump and about Exxon, having Exxon on his cabinet, which is uh, you know, the Nazi roots of Exxon. If you look at the Nazi roots of Exxon Mobil, even the logo of Exxon Mobil, it's the SS. It's the SS logo. It's the Black Sun logo. So even that, you see, um, and Golden Sachs is Nazi, as we've just spoke about, you know, the, the Rothschilds sponsoring Hitler. You're saying that, that Jews can actually be Nazis? Is that possible? 
Yes, get this right. I'll tell you, right? Uh, you, if you type in and look for an article, so if you type in, I think it's in The Independent. The Jews that work for Hitler, I think, is the article. And I think it's in Finland. There are a group of Finnish Jews work with the Nazis. But then there's also an article in the Durham that says that reveals the new Holocaust articles that were revealed by the UN a couple of years back. There's an article in the Durham that says that we will have to rewrite Holocaust history because the Allies worked with Hitler against Russia. But I really do think that it's all the Vatican and it's all for a call. Both world wars were for a call to maintain the status quo for the elites. And the third one is happening now on the poor of the planet. It began on the poor of the planet with austerity and things like that. And it's all the Vatican and the Vatican controls Jerusalem. And if you look, the, the whole New World Order is, is a Vatican New World Order. The Vatican controls sort of, is big in Russia as well. It's big with Putin. You just have to type in Google image searches and you can see the Pope with, with the presidents. The Pope is okay, Donald Trump, as much as they had their theatre in public in the media about how much the Pope was you know, against Trump and all this and how much the Pope. It's the, you know, Trump will repeal the Johnson Amendment for the Pope and the Catholic Church. And if you research the second constitution of the United States of America, the Crown Corporation Constitution of 1872 has been eroding your original constitution. And so this will be the, the gun grab taking away your rights for guns, this will be everything, this will be the Vatican. And, and Trump will do it when he repeals the Johnson Amendment and gives, they will give religion or religious churches or the, the Vatican the right to influence politics in the States especially. And the States is, is a superpower, you know, and there's other articles, you know, for example, the Vatican helped thousands, the Vatican and the Red Cross helped thousands of Nazis escape. And there were two UK articles, one in the Telegraph, you know, it's a bit, bit of a far right, publication still but in, owned by the Barclay brothers but then there's also the in the Guardian as well which is the Vatican helped thousands of Nazis escape the Vatican and the Red Cross so there's two articles in the mainstream UK press about the Vatican helping you know Nazis escape and paperclip thousands went over to the CIA and the FBI and there was a few years ago they were still paying social security to some Nazi war criminals in the US this system is the whole world system is fascist. The whole world system is, is Nazi. And when Trump meets the Queen, or when Trump comes to the England in July, we'll, we'll see then that will prove it all. It will be. You know, I mean, there's articles, for example, I think the Queen still makes money from America. The America didn't win the War of Independence. The Queen still makes uh, money from income tax from Americans. The Federal Reserve is a private organization that loans the money to the American government. And then the, you know, the Rothschilds, who are royalty of Europe, who made the only family to be made royalty by Europe, they make money from the Federal Reserve, the Rothschilds. So all of this, you know, I saw the other day, for example, I was, I only thought that the Queen got money from us, and she got like 37 million a year from us, the royal family get. I only thought they got it from the UK, but but then if you research it, they get it from Australia, they get it from Canada, and they get, as I said, income tax money from the US citizen as well. So this is the thing. You see the Queen owns six, uh, six of the land of the planet. The things like the, the King of Morocco owns, you know, he's got six palaces. The Vatican in, you know. owns more of the land from what I understand. Well, that's it. Well, they're, they're all pissing the same pot, you know, the sure. Vatican, the oh, royals. Yeah. Yeah. Same, yeah. But it's a Masonic agenda. It's the same sure. thing. I mean, there's oh, it's articles the about... <laughs> oh, it's the Vatican. Oh, it's the, it's the crown of England. It's, it's this. Well, how about it's like the Kraken is what we call it here on the Robin. The elite. The elite. Yeah, well, it's, it's the Kraken. The elite or the... Oh, yeah, Cthulhu. It's Cthulhu. <laughs> it's, a, lot of uh, arms. a lot of arms are in tentacles. They're trying to re- reincarnate, you know, the Luciferian agenda where they want to reincarnate entities on the planet. I mean, the Catholic Church 
controls the world. They believe in exorcisms. They say exorcisms are on the rise. I mean, entities, from from my knowledge as a, as a spiritualist and what I've researched in stuff to do with the Vedas, for example, like all quantum physics comes from the Vedas. We, we don't just have a material body. We have an energy body that can dark mag- magicians use, can use magic. Curse, the power of curse is real, you know, but then the power of positive energy and healing at a distance is real you know all these things are real and science is catching up to 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 it all as well there's lots of videos that link buddhism to science and things like that and you know i don't prescribe to any religion or things like that really i prescribe to myself really in the study of self and there's i think there's samurai quotes and things like that saying that nothing external is needed really only only the self only you know, you can work out the universe from working out yourself, and it's true. Especially having a sense of humour about yourself and about your own pitfalls, you know, you can then grow. You know, but we're taught not to grow. Really, we're taught to be in prisons, our own mental prisons. We're taught to uh, be slaves. We're taught to carry on this the usury system. We're taught, to, you know, in all these cryptocurrencies. As much as I can say that they're good and they're decentralizing the monetary systems and all that sort of thing there's lots out there saying that you know bitcoins you know an operation as well to you know sign up to move us all to this digital currency i mean i'm for universal basic income for everybody so then they can't play with people's lives like they have been with austerity but i don't think they should be it should be digital i think it should be a cash or something like that so they can't you know something physical so they can't cut people off if they because as I said, the system with China, with the vote, social system voting citizens up and down and the austerity here, I know, for example, for sure that what I said on Facebook, they've punished me. The government has stopped, stopped my benefits, like my disability benefits that I get from well, my yeah, eyes. You even said earlier in the interview that uh, you felt you had been directly targeted by Trump himself, as well as possibly uh, yeah. Stephen Hawking had seen your video. I'm not sure no, he def- how you well, if you look on, use that, but well, it's an interesting um, it's from, I talked to him and I sent him information. I think I turned him and got him to be pro-Palestine in these last few years of his life from just talking about the industrial military complex to him from messages I've messaged him before. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like a cell phone on, message? On, on Facebook and stuff. Like, I used oh, to send him all the links, all the links, right. the messages yeah. and things like that. I mean, uh, Oh, we got to wrap things up here in the next like, yeah, yeah. two minutes because cool. we're that's overshot cool. the mark here, basically. That's, that's but cool. uh, with Hawking, are you aware of, and I'm really not into this whole cult of personality, phenomenon or business and that's that applies to anybody frankly it doesn't matter who you are whether it's hawking or trump or you name it it's you know for me it's more philosophical in the sense of i'll just take one issue at a time based on where you stand or how you've acted in a certain situation or context obviously but uh, hawking mm-hmm. his uh, the lolita express those trips there i'm not sure if you've, if you've come across that information or not with no, no, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, bill clinton no no trump, but then they say uh, yeah trump's in the jet time they say i'm not one for celebrity or anything like that i mean i know that like can the trappings of the material you know world can affect people and you know temptation can affect people and can you know sway people to do things that morally questionable and things like that. I, mean, I don't know how i mean uh, he's dead now so i don't 
know how much of that is true or, or links. I mean, you know, I don't really prescribe to celebrity. And that that sort I of actually thing. came across that people I think can probably still find online. Thankfully, I downloaded what I could get my hands on. Uh, him uh, sipping look like some sort of tropical, maybe fruit punch drinks in a very attractive looking location with uh, a bevy of ladies. Who, who's this hawking? Are we talking? Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not sure. Well, I'm sure it's been well, all around the, the world. Well, I'm claim, not sure what the claim was that that was a picture taken from the Lolita Express, the visit to Epstein uh, Island. Okay. But anyways, and just in closing, isn't it interesting? There's a whole number of points that could be uh, further followed up on here. Of course, just uh, you really let loose in rapid machine gun. Uh, fire succession <laughs> I did, I did so it's kind of hard as a host or interviewer to get a word in edgewise sometimes and i hate to talk over the guests but at the same time we've got to uh you know maybe if we have you back again we can yeah uh, we can just keep in mind that keep our answers or retorts down to like a minute or something <laughs> and hand things back over to to the host. Well, it's, a, it's a good job it's online so people can go over it all several times maybe slow it down my speech several times a couple of a couple of seconds drop anyway a, um, drop a yeah quaalude or two isn't it something the reference you know do you think it's a coincidence they call it the theater of war i don't you know i think no it's no coincidence it's all an act acting yes. presidents acting a presidents for a reason armageddon check it out on youtube there are there's i will there's, i will clips that you can find i imagine you'd be uh, i'm not sure how you would feel you might be slightly triggered by seeing what you thought was a nazi swastika of course you talked about how if it's flipped around the opposite way that that's okay but if you found it as, as in a nazi form uh with someone doing the hitler salute i guess the reaction wouldn't be that positive what of what of the hammer and sickle um, well, I'd say they're probably all the same thing, really. Uh, they're all the same. This is the thing. Communism is the same as fascism. Communism's killed more people than, than fascism. Oh, yeah. This is the thing. This is how I like to see. You know, when the Nazis have the world or when the fascists have the whole world, it will be a communist world for Nazis. It, well, will, be a uh, it will be a commune. So you know, no matter how much anybody or any fascist or any alt-right or any Nazi, whatever label you want to put on them, say that, oh, you're com- you know, anti-communist, well, you know, the Nazi New World Order will be a communist world order. And, you know, this is the thing, you can't hate, no one should hate anybody else or any other species or any other culture because aliens will be coming soon or they will be disclosed soon to us and we will be travelling to the stars soon and we should be seeing everybody as our brother and our sister, everybody, because we're going to get to a point where we are going to have to deal with cultures and civilizations that are, you know, different but the same. We're all alive. We're all living now in the now. You know, that's where we should be. So, absolutely in the moment, in the now. And uh, you know, we didn't get much of a chance to get into the whole shamanist uh, business. We recently had a magic mushrooms with <laughs> magic mushrooms. Hey, there you go. Uh, we had a, a show just a couple of weeks ago with Aaron Wadsworth, return guest. He is a, a American expat living here in South Korea, and uh, he is, you know, uh, it's quite knowledgeable in the area of shamanism. I could actually send you the links to the archive. Well, what I've got, actually, they're videos from an initiation ceremony that I recorded. I was fortunate enough to be invited to this temple retreat just a couple of years ago and uh, have some video footage along with some pictures and whatnot. It was quite something. But we didn't get into that. Maybe next time uh, we talk yeah, a little cool. bit about the uh, the theater of war, of course, taste for Armageddon. And remember, there is no left or right. There is only either tyranny or freedom. 
If I could just um, say something, as I, I just recommend a channel. I haven't t- spoken to these people. I haven't talked to them uh, only by only only for li- liking their videos on YouTube and stuff. But I think it's Adam Green and No More News. He's really good and he gets censored a lot and he's got a lot of information. There's a really good video about Alex Jones and um, predictive programming to do with Game of Thrones, which is really good about the third temple being built in Jerusalem and uh, they have to destroy the, the Dome of the Rock, the you know the mosques. That there in the next year to make that prophecy fulfilled in 2018 um so if you want to check that out just no more news he's got a really good youtube channel as well and my channel say al zombie anywhere the logo you'll see looks pretty similar to mine it's the uh, cross platforms if there's any confusion about which al zombie is me so yeah i mean it's been a pleasure talking to you jeffrey and everything and we can have many more conversations in the future as well and um, but yeah, thanks a lot for this opportunity to um, promote myself. Been our pleasure. Thanks for dropping by the Robin Hood this week, episode 113 of Pirate Radio Podcast, streaming to us in this pre recorded affair directly from out of his Faraday cage styled London based <laughs> apartment, <laughs> a Zombie. Thank you very much. Cheers. I know. There we be. Having carefully looked over each of our navigation panel instruments, checking every level, switch, dial, cable, knob and pulley, by all accounts and indications, we indeed see it's time once again to drop anchor inside Mystic Bay and draw an end to another week of Pirate Radio Podcasts. Remember... If you're looking for a little more lively online action, keep in mind we've likely got yet another great free-flowing rogues gallery after show coming up for the next hour in either Skype, Google Hangouts, or Peer.in. Also, if you've in any way enjoyed or found yourself benefiting from the shows we've tirelessly produced over the past two years, you might want to drop by our Patreon tip jar page lend a little support. Half of all network donations go directly to charity. Help to keep those numbers growing over on Patreon, and we'll be able to extend even more of a generous pirate hand. Looking forward now to the balance of 2018, we're still not quite yet booked. So if you yourself have a new, novel, intriguing, or otherwise underreported idea unique individual, or pressing item in mind, be sure to either drop us a line directly over on WPRPN.com or fire us a quick email via PirateOneRadio at gmail.com. We're always open to exploring fresh creative suggestions, intriguing guest ideas, cutting-edge discussion topics, and captivating themes. You can further embark on your own personal pirate journey by either liking, commenting on, subscribing to, or just following us via virtually any mainstream social media platform, including Twitter, Facebook, Google+, or Minds.com. So don't forget to become engaged. Until we meet again out on the high digital seas, I'm your host as always. The ship's chief communications officer, Jaffe Ryder. Tally ho.